This is episode 19 of One Page at a Time, How We Read with Lucia and J.R. Ratliff. This week, we have a wonderful interview that will make you more excited than you ever thought you could be to read a book with your spouse or your significant other. We chat with the Ratliffs about audiobooks while falling asleep, how and when conversations about the books they read happen, what reading does to and for their relationship, how they choose the books they read together, suggestions of where to start if you've never read with your partner but want to give it a try, and plenty of awesome recommendations of books to get started with. So now, without further ado, let's get going. This is Jill in Virginia. And Amanda in Dubai. We are here to help you read more often. Read at home. Read at school. Read with your kids. Read with your spouse. Read aloud. Read faster. Just read. We dig through the data, gather the anecdotes, and chat with the experts who can tell you why and how you should make books a bigger part of your life. We're on this journey along with you, bringing people and reading together, one page at a time. Today we have our first couples interview, and we are simply thrilled. This duo is in my neck of the woods in the UAE and two of the most stand-up people I know. They are always at the ready to help anyone. Incredibly friendly and kind, outgoing, fun. I mean, this is pretty much a situation of insert positive adjective here and it would apply. She is a songwriter and a teacher from California. He is a professor from New York. They have four wonderful and fun kids. I asked them each a question for their bio and I love their answers so much. I'm just going to read them verbatim. So I asked him, what is something that your wife does that makes you laugh? And he said her parenting style, how she is so open and frank in the way she communicates with our kids. It's so different from the way I was raised and it's lighthearted, but direct. And I find it entertaining. And I asked her, what is something that your husband does that amazes you in a good way every time? And she said, he amazes me in his genuine love of cooking dinner. He daydreams about it during the day and looks forward to what he is going to make and how he's going to cook it. I don't feel that way about feeding our humans. I love it. And I am amazed by his excitement. <laughs> and I think that both of those answers fit you so well. I'm really excited to have you both with us. Welcome, JR and Lucia Ratliff. Thank you for having us. Good to be here. Well, we want to talk about reading together specifically in your family and as a couple. Let's start off with Lucia and JR as spouses. Can you describe what reading together looks like for you? I got started a few years ago when uh, the Twilight series came out. <laughs> so I love anything vampires and werewolves. And then I heard about this book. And so Lucia's friends, they were chatting about the book. And so I just said, hey, ask them, could we borrow it? Because I want to read it. And then so then we started reading it together. Yeah, just a matter of we only have one book but we both want to read it. So we'll just read it out loud. Yeah, we'll read it out loud with each other. And then that's kind of how it got started. And that was like maybe 10 years ago, right? More than that. Yeah, yeah. But that became kind of our go-to thing. Yeah. Although, I mean, I guess we had read together before that. Yeah. My ecclesiastical leader when I was in college was an author. And so we read some of his books oh, together. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So it just became something that we both wanted to do the same thing at the same time. So we did it together. And then as our, you know, as our voices got tired, we morphed over to audiobooks. So neither of us had to be reading for hours at a time. We're kind of bingers when it comes to books. So, you know, I would read until my eyes are blurry and and my voice is tired. So we switched to audio. That's great. So what are you guys doing when you are 
listening to an audiobook or when you were reading? Are you like knitting? Are you cleaning, doing dishes, cooking? Are you doing anything? Are you just like staring at each other's beautiful eyes? Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> the staring thing. <laughs> no, so I has, I've set some health goals. So usually like I'm riding a bike or I'm pacing or walking around or doing something sort of health related as we're listening or as she's reading or as I'm reading. So that's been kind of what I do. It usually involves playing video games while I'm biking and she's reading or some variation of that. Usually I'm, um, when we're listening to a book together, I'm playing Tetris. (laughs) That's kind of our (laughs) standard at the same time when we're at home. But a lot of times we'll listen in the car or sometimes just when we're, you know, in bed at night, we just put the devices down, but turn on the volume so that we can both listen to a book and then we just cuddle. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's adorable and perfectly timed for the upcoming Valentine's Day, that little mental image. I love it. (laughs) So do you ever fall asleep when you're listening to a book? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. All the time. (laughs) Yeah. There's a timer. There's a timer on the app so you can just set it for however tired you are. Then you just, okay, do we think we have 15 minutes tonight or do you think we go 30 minutes tonight? Or should we put it on 45 minutes if it's a really exciting book? That's a good idea. That's a really good idea because I was just going to ask, how do you find where you fell asleep at? Yeah, if we set a timer, then we know that we're no more than, you know, it'll be 15 minutes or less within wherever we fell asleep. So are you guys using Audible or Libby or what What are you guys using to listen to your audiobooks together? Overdrive and Audible. Overdrive and Audible. Yeah, and so both of the applications have timers so that we can keep our place when we're reading. And so, and they're really good because you can search by chapters and things like that so we can keep track. That's really cool. I didn't know that they had timers. That's a new feature that I'm going to have to check out. (laughs) All right, so I want to go back to when you mentioned that you started reading together. How did you react? So you started kind of out of necessity, it sounds like almost, where you both wanted to read the same thing at the same time, and you only had one copy, which I think is a very efficient method of reading. Did you notice any difference between before you were reading together and after you were reading together in terms of your relationship or life in general? Like for me, I'll let Lucia answer. But for me, it was just fun to have something else to connect around, right? We had the kids and we had the house, but you know, sometimes those things are sort of mundane, everyday things. And this was kind of fun to kind of get lost a little bit in these different places. And so it was nice to kind of have throwing jokes and comments from that when we read the books and then sort of things that happen in everyday life, we kind of make connections to to what we're reading. So for me, it was, it was fun and it kind of it did add something to our friendship for sure. I think it gave us more to, like he was saying, just joke about, relate about, talk about. If it was exciting, then we were like, oh, let's read. You know, we were both wanting to do the same thing. And, you know, the and because we're kind of binge bingy about books you know you go all in and that's all you can think about you know so definitely added another dimension to our relationship because we were doing that together and we have that similar personality you know so you know when we're on a brandon sanderson kick we're both looking at 
the Brandon Sanderson fan pages and commenting and leaving each other memes and things, you know, or whatever we happen to be on now. I think I remember one time we were reading some book that was like a Victorian era book. And so he left me a comment and I left him this long Victorian style, <laughs> like po poem and reply because we were both reading, you know, this Victorian thing. So that's so fun. Kind of your own inside jokes are going on. <laughs> so that really leads into how do you guys choose books together? So you get on kind of, you mentioned a Brandon Sanderson kick. How do you choose what you're going to be reading next? So I think Goodreads, we, we go to Goodreads and we kind of look at things that our friends are reading. That has been something we've done. Lucia is really kind of spearheads a lot of the, you know, we go through these sort of teen fantasy type books and then there's self-help books and different things like that. So Lucia is our self-help expert. <laughs> and so... I think I'm more kind of like, hey, I, you know, one of our friends on Facebook mentioned that they were reading this fantasy book. And so let's, let's check that out. So I think it's friends and then Goodreads and Audible has kind of a, hey, you read this, so you might be interested in these books as well. So we've done that a few times. And sometimes it's duds, but <laughs> sometimes they get. A lot of times we just go through an author. Like if we find a book we like, then we just check out all of their other books. Yeah, so put them yeah, yeah. on our waiting list and we just read whatever else they have yeah. as well, you know? So when she said a Brenda Sanderson kick, it's because of this, right? Like, oh, the Stormlight Archives are, you know, a massive amount of books. So we then just start going through those one by one. And Brandon Mall, the same thing with Beyonders. We just kept reading and kept reading Brandon Mall's things. And so. Jen and Hale. Jen and Hale, yeah. And, yeah, we just, I guess it's usually authors. We just read everything that yeah. author has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then move on. Stephanie Myers, obviously. <laughs> so do you generally agree on what you want to read next? Or is there any time that you need to take turns and kind of read oh this one's for you honey and this one and then the next one's for you that's, that's so funny that you say that because we definitely have to take turns so yesterday in the bank we were waiting uh waiting for the bank and to call our number, to call our number. so we decided the way we're gonna pick who picks the next book is if we were right about the order that the number was gonna come up on this waiting list and both of us lost so <laughs> so we didn't, we, we, we didn't really get to do that but yeah so we definitely have to pick because sometimes lucia is on the kick that I'm not vibing yeah. with. Sometimes he doesn't feel like listening to Brene Brown for 10 books in a row. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so we definitely have to take turns. Well, and we also have had to kind of do it separately too because JR goes to work. Yeah. And I can't wait eight hours to find out what happens so I get out of him. So then we have to find a different book to read together because I am already on the third book and he's still trying to get through the first one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So when when you guys have conversations about books, especially ones that maybe the other one wasn't very excited to read, we'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, what do those conversations look like? Do you talk about the book as you're reading, after you're reading? And do you have sort of a spouse book club meeting where you have questions that you ask each other? Or what, what does it look like to to talk about the books for me it's kind of like built into our everyday interactions right like especially you know like like she said we we usually read a lot when we are kind of right before we go to bed or whatever or listen well, before we go to bed and so 
the next Lucia usually is up with me as I'm preparing to leave in the morning. And so we usually kind of chat about what we heard or what we thought about what we heard, especially with self-help books. The morning is usually the time where we're just kind of like processing what we heard the night before. We're just sharing, I don't know, like for me, especially with Brene Brown and, uh, and, Lamont. and Lamont. Yeah. It takes me a while to kind of process what they're saying. And Lucia is really good about sort of internalizing others' experiences and making connections. But for me, it takes a little longer. So she's ready to have that conversation a lot quicker than I am, I think. But in the morning, I've kind of thought about it as I'm brushing my teeth or whatever. Then I'm like, hey, so here's the insight that I got from this, right? Or I'll send her a WhatsApp during the day saying, oh, I was thinking, or as I was reading scriptures today, this connected to something that Anne Lamont said, right? And so that's kind of how it happens. It's For me, it's more of a kind of when I'm in the moment thinking about it, and then I have an insight and I really want to share it with her, usually. I think we talk about it a lot, just kind of while we're in the car or whatever, you know, it just comes up that one of us is invested in it. So usually it'll yeah. be like, oh, I'm in the middle. It's such a good section. Let's turn it on while we're driving to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And then I'll pause it like wait pause it and then that reminded me of this one thing that happened or you know it just as we're both reading then then we we naturally talk about it so where are the kids at with this are they ever in the car with you when you listen i'm guessing that they're not cuddling with you while you listen <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, they are actually. sometimes actually yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, So usually I like to have some kid books. So I usually have like a separate book that's just for writing to and from school. And usually that's the book I pick because I want them to listen to it (laughs) as opposed to books they've picked. Because they all have their own books that they're in the middle of and they're listening to. And I will pick something that I think would just be beneficial that they wouldn't pick for themselves. He's the audiobook CEO around here. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so, like, currently, what are, currently we're listening to um, Roald Dahl's biography, you know, a lot of biographies yeah. and stuff. They wouldn't listen to it, but because I put it on in the car, <laughs> then when we get home, they're like, Mom, don't turn off the car. We want to listen to this, you know. So... I have a captive audience, and so I'm able to culture them in all sorts of things that they wouldn't pick for themselves. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I actually like that because, because – you know, she's right. Like they would not listen, but they're in a car for 30 minutes with her or me. And so they don't have a choice. (laughs) They just listen. And then inevitably they're like, oh, this is interesting. But the car ride gives them a chance to sort of cultivate this taste for literature. And I, I really like that. So are there any books that are kind of off limits that you don't want your kids to listen to that you guys listen to together? So, I mean, there's the Brene Brown sort of category of, you know, or parenting books or something like that, maybe, or do you ever listen to, I don't know if mature content, I can't imagine you guys reading or listening to mature content, but you know what I, you know what I'm kind of getting at? Like, is there some sort of a genre that you stay away from with your kids or that you emphasize more when you're listening with your kids? Yeah, we definitely have a different genre for what we're listening to and what they're listening to. I mean, there's some stuff that everyone loves. Everyone can listen to Harry Potter. Everyone likes the Beyonders. Everyone likes the Lunar Chronicles. But for the self-help stuff, usually I, I don't listen to that stuff with the kids around. It's a bit too deep for them. You know, like when I'm listening to psychology books and stuff, sometimes 
if I hear something interesting, then I'll save it and have them listen. Usually I'm picking pretty carefully what I want them to listen to, whether it, and usually it's just children's literature that I want them to know. So for example, we we listen to Outliers. A lot of that content wouldn't be things we'd let our kids listen to, but there was one chapter specifically that we were really kind of interested in. This goes to Lucia's parents and stuff, because for me, I'm like, none of the chapters should, <laughs> they should listen to, but you know, she makes a good case. It's not bad. It's just like, so like one of the chapters was about plane crashes. <laughs> we're like, we are not letting our kids listen to the one that's about plane crashes. We have to fly with them. And yeah, we like, travel way too much with these kids to let them listen to that. Yeah. So, but there was one about putting in 10,000 hours if you want to be good at something. And I made them listen to that. It's a good one. That's a really good one. Do you have any recommendations for couples who want to start reading together or listening together? But any books that you've both really enjoyed that have been good for both men and women? Well, I think a great place to start would just be what genres do you already enjoy together? You know, like if you guys are going to a movie, what movie will you go to? And then just start looking at books of movies that you'd like. And then that can kind of expand to if you like to watch the movie together, then you would enjoy reading the book together. Or listening to the book Yeah, or listening to the book together, you know, so. I think I think couples already kind of know what they enjoy doing together and most things come in book form. I think taking turns is really important as well because then you kind of get a feel for what your partner likes, you know what I mean, and things that matter to them and that really helps with the relationship. It's given me gift ideas for her. It's given me kind of playful banter with her. And so it's really good to keep just in trying to keep your friendship and romance kind of alive. It's just, it's a good way to do that. Yeah, it's good to know what's on someone's mind, you know, and what someone is reading is, you know, constituting a lot of what's on their mind at any given time. So it's really good to be in touch with what your spouse is thinking about, you know? That's a really good point. And so true. I know that when I'm reading, it's the filter that I'm seeing everything around me, right? It's Yeah. <laughs> if you were looking at a beautiful young couple just starting out, would you say you should read out loud to each other? Or would you say you should listen to audiobooks together? I think it's a sort of couple preference. I will say reading out loud together, it's harder when you have sort of the busyness of life, you know, like I got to put kids down, I got to cook. So it's a little harder to read text when you're doing all of these things, right? You have kids climbing on you, you can't yeah, it's harder, but you can listen to an audio book and make dinner. Every, my life is filled to, you talk about books, by books and food. So for me, a lot of my time when I'm in the house, I want to be making or preparing food. And so listening to audio books allow me to still kind of keep that culinary passion that my dad gave to me, but also now have this connection with Lucia about reading. Audio books for me are allow me to kind of do the things I want to do, but also kind of connect to Lucia's thing that now was my thing as well yeah although i mean it's fun to read a paper book together for sure, for sure. but I'll, although i mean i guess when we started doing that it was before smartphones yeah. <laughs> so so i don't know if we were a new couple now would we read a paper book or mm. would we use our smartphone i don't know 
And we only had two little ones. Then when four came, I think it would be really hard to do to read the read text. Well, so do you have any favorite audiobooks that you've listened to either together as a couple or with your kids? Doesn't doesn't really matter. But any audiobook recommendations or any narrator recommendations? Well, I mean, I think everybody knows that the Harry Potter series is an amazing audiobook series. So that's a given. We really liked also Marissa Meyer, all of her series we've really enjoyed the audiobooks for. If you like to think a little more when you're reading, Brandon Sanderson always uses really good narrators as well. And that's kind of a good way to digest this giant, I think they're like 45 hours long, some of those books. So listening to those is a great option, especially if you're traveling or anything, you know. And, And when you're talking about Audible, it's a better bang for your buck, right? For one credit, you get 40 hours of listening. Um, what other ones have you liked? Michael Kramer is a narrator that we love his work. And he does a lot of stuff with uh, Brandon Sanderson and his wife does some audio things as well. We also, I liked the Shannon Hale books. Um, their narrators were good too. Yeah, gosh, I don't know. I can't even, I mean, it's only been maybe few and far between that I ever haven't really liked a narrator. And usually it's because the genre is a bit young. So maybe the narration is geared toward that. Those are some of our favorites, huh? Yep. We read those ones again and again. Oh, yeah. the Lunar Chronicles. I yeah. just finished that one again. I love Loved it. Do you know that one? Me? No, I don't. I've read them. I've never listened to the audiobooks, but I've read the series. Is the narrator pretty good for that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah She's yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. She's a really good narrator. Check that one out. Yeah, it's worth it. Do you ever double speed it or, or speed it up? Always. Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's painful to listen to it at regular pace. Yeah. So we always put it at at least 1.5. JR likes two. I like 1.5. And then if it's like a self-help book that I really need to digest, I put it down to 1.25. I have one more question for you guys. Do you have any books that you are currently reading or either one of you or that your kids are reading that are just super awesome? Um, Well, okay. Our youngest son, it's kind of been fun to watch him go through the books that the other kids have already gone through. He's kind of growing into them, you know, the hand-me-down series. Everyone's finished. So he's doing the Beyonder series by Brendan Mull right now, which is a fun one. We really like that. I'm reading, oh gosh, several, but currently I think I'm reading Big Magic by the lady that did Eat, Pray, Love, and it's just about creative outlets and stuff. I also read the Fred Rogers biography. That was such a good one too. I enjoyed that. And then let's see, a psychological one I read. Oh, what's that one about trauma? Oh, The Body Keeps the Score. Oh, I think I listened to that maybe three times before I was willing to turn it back into the library. And then I bought a copy of it so that I could read it in real life, which is unheard of. Oh, I, is that the one that you were talking about in book club? Probably. I was talking about it at every occasion I possibly could while I was reading it. It's The Body Keeps the Score by Bissell Vanderwerk. Vanderwerk. It's just kind of about trauma and how it affects your body in a very... I don't even know how to explain it. Sorry. It's just uh, in a very physiological way and the after effects of trauma and I think so many more people experience after effects of traumatic experiences that they don't even realize so it was fascinating to read it the glass magician it's so there's paper musician glass musician there's a it's by Charles Charlie Holmberg. Holmberg yeah that's what I'm listening to now 
and it's good. It's I like anything with magic or where the author creates worlds and spaces for people to kind of imagine. I really like I'm really big into American authors because they give you enough to kind of allow your imagination for you to kind of see that and create this world. I don't like a ton of descriptions. So she was talking about the Harry Potter series and I'm always kind of like, my kids love it and she loves it. And I'm not a Harry Potter hater, but I just really, I wish there was a little less detail so that I can create <laughs> this role for myself. And maybe that's the academic in me. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of these authors that, kind of give you enough to kind of think about things and allow you to kind of create a space to think for yourself and and, and imagine things so yeah that's kind of what I like I'm excited to look into some of these do you guys have anything that you want to mention before we wrap up um I don't think so I think we've covered so much one thing I think we talked a lot about our relationship but audiobooks with the kids as well has been really cool for me because it does allow for conversations to happen that would not naturally happen you know you know people talk always talk about those educational moments right but audiobooks and you know obviously reading the traditional kind of paper books it, it gives you a chance to have some of those conversations they're more natural kind of built into everyday life and because you're reading together that becomes your everyday life and so rather than kind of having some of these hard conversations and the kids like to say awkward moments you now have these characters that are having these experiences so I'm not talking to my kids like okay you see these are the choices you need to make but now we kind of talk about these characters and the choices and the decisions they make and so for me as a parent it makes it less awkward <laughs> to have some of those conversations so that's one of the things that I really like for literature in in general but definitely with the audio that's great there is so much that you guys have talked about that I just absolutely love and reading with my husband is something that we have we're not against or we're not opposed to but we have such different interests but listening to you guys makes me feel like it's possible and that we can find books that we want to read together and it makes me really excited to try so I am so so grateful for you guys to come and chat with us oh good well thanks good luck I hope you guys can find something fun together thank you I'll have Amanda let you know how it goes because this if we are able to find a book together it's going to be a miracle we are going to be the true test my husband and I all right well thank you so much JR and Lucia for coming and talking to us I'm very excited about so many things that you said. So thank you very, very much. You are an inspiration and full of lots of good recommendations. So we're definitely going to be looking those up as well. (laughs) Thanks. You're so welcome. And thanks for having us. It was fun to talk about books to anyone who will listen. Absolutely. This was a great interview to get me thinking about what can be possible when it comes to reading with my husband. So I've actually thought about it in the past and wanted to try it, but I kind of didn't really go anywhere with the idea because I didn't think we would ever be able to find something we were both interested in reading. Uh, For being a married couple, Sam, my husband, and I have surprisingly opposite interests. (laughs) I was also thinking about how this applies to my husband and I, (laughs) but both of us, meaning Jill and I, want to try reading with our spouses. And we both tried bringing this up with our husbands after we recorded the interview. And we found out they both have hesitations about reading together. So Jill, tell us how the conversation went with you and your husband. And then I'll say what happened in my conversation. (laughs) Okay. 
So I kind of brought it up on a whim. My husband and I, Sam and I took this kind of last minute. We weren't planning on it. It sort of fell in our laps. This last minute, two hour drive together. And we got on the road and I was trying to find something to listen to while we were driving. We also didn't have the kids, which never happened. This was such a rare, rare occasion. So I was like, okay, I want to use this time really well. We're going to listen to something we don't get to listen to very often. However, we also have pretty different tastes in music because of course we do. So I I wasn't really finding anything to listen to. So I just kind of threw the idea out at him. And then as soon as I was like, what if we listen to a book together? I immediately launched into what Lucia talked about in the interview about how there's a book about almost everything out there, like every subject in the world. So we just need to think about things we like doing together or things that we are interested in because we do have some common interests, not many, but some. And then we find the book that way. So I, you know, I had this whole spiel from the interview that I threw at him and I just, he was not convinced. I just kind of, yeah. Yeah, we don't have a whole lot of overlapping interests in our (laughs) our realm over here either. So I had actually wanted to plan this out a little bit more, just like you. And since my husband is a very rational man and responds better to a well-framed, bullet-listed, perhaps via spreadsheet form (laughs) argument, I knew that I really wanted it to kind of be maybe even like rehearsed. (laughs) However, I had Malcolm Gladwell's newest book, Talking to Strangers, on hold on my Libby account. And I saw the email notifying me that my wait is over and I now have it checked out. And I got really excited and I was like, oh, this is perfect timing because Malcolm Gladwell is an author we both love. I mean, this particular audiobook is recorded in the same way that his podcast, Revisionist History, is recorded. And my husband also really enjoys Revisionist History. So the stars were aligning and I felt like this was perfect. So I just kind of blurted out that I have it for two weeks and that we did this interview with Lucy and JR, whom he knows, and would he want to listen to it at the same time or together? And I watched his expression. (laughs) And then what did he say? That he doesn't have any time for reading, which is true. He's a very busy man. (laughs) Okay, so that is so true about my husband as well. Very busy, he has a long commute, and we have very limited time in our days when we are even together in the same physical location, let alone in a position where reading or listening to book is even an option. And so after I brought it up with my husband and I was a little bit disappointed that he wasn't just immediately 100%, okay, yeah, let's try it, kind of thinking of, of where to go with it, I remembered something from our interview from last week with professors Marks and Dalla Height, and they talked about respecting and honoring the different ways that our spouses go about doing things. They will have different ideas and have different priorities when it comes to the same task. In this case, it's how do we spend our free time, but that doesn't make it wrong. That doesn't make it that he's making the wrong choice. So I realized that if Sam chooses not to read with me, I love him and I trust him and I know he's making good choices with his priorities and what to do with his time. Even if the choices aren't necessarily what I would choose for him to do, such as reading with me. However, having said that, I am excited enough about the idea of reading together that I'm going to keep trying. There is hope he did not completely shut down the idea. The next step is I told him I was going to come up with a list of books that I thought were possibilities and then he's going to judge them from there. So that's my next step with him. I'm so glad it's not shut down. And I love that you brought up the respect that Marks and Dalahite spoke about because it's very, very applicable to this. And even though my significant other might need a little bit of convincing, I can approach him with that bullet list. I can make that spreadsheet. And I do feel like this would be beneficial in our relationship. So 
I'll be respectful of his needs and wants and keep checking in to see if he may be open to the idea later on at a different phase, maybe a different time of the year or something, or if he's imagining this happening in a different way than I am so that we can be on the same page. And I'm definitely in chapter five of talking to strangers. <laughs> I didn't wait for him because I only have two weeks with the book. <laughs> so I'm not going to stall my own reading waiting for him either. But I think that's okay. I think that's perfectly okay. And I totally would have done the same thing. I'm not going to lie. So obviously we are both still working on what this is going to look like in our individual relationships. Um, so we'll keep everybody posted and if anyone has any more ideas of how you have read with a significant other or things that you've thought of please 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 share them with us this is something that we are excited about and we want to make work in our relationships and so more ideas the better um, you can connect with us on instagram it's our most active social media platform we're at one underscore page underscore podcast and that one is spelled out o-n-e Go ahead and connect with us there and share your ideas. We have loved chatting about this today and we really look forward to what we have in store for next week. But until then, we'll talk to you later.